following program is rated BBMALSA. It contains strong language, sexual situations, awesomeness, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Listener indiscretions are advised. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself what's your pleasure welcome to episode 16 of bliss bringers i'm john with me i have my lovely wife mistress cindy and this week we will be talking about our raunchy road trip to la but first this Critical mistress cindy what are you doing I am trying to download the podcast, but I am not tech-savvy. I am having a hell of a time. Well, luckily for you, for your Android, there's now the Blizzbringers application. A mobile application? Yes. No. You can just search for it in the Google Play Store, or you can go to android.blizzbringers.com with your web browser and get it from there. So what does it do for me? It downloads the episodes, it streams the episode, it slices and dices show notes and articles and it allows you to send us voicemails, One mails, touch. of course. Love it. This last weekend, we took our little new meet me to LA. Mini Cooper, convertible. Yes, it was packed to the rim. <laughs> with Not with my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> with two small suitcases full of clothes and one ginormous suitcase full of toys. Adult toys. Yes, our adult toy chest has wheels. And speaking of wheels, so we were rolling into some California traffic congestion on the way out. Friday night traffic, leaving the Bay Area. It's devilish. That drive down Highway 5 and making our way through the traffic and stuff, it, it wasn't so bad because it was... It was sort of nice being in the car with you. We don't get a chance to really talk that much. And when you're on the road for six long fucking hours with your spouse or partner and you have nothing else to do except talk, it's a a good time to just talk. To reconnect. Yeah, reconnect. Exactly. I got tired, though. Yeah, we we got really tired. And then with all the delays, it was almost one when we finally got into the LA area. Our love for each other is not always blissful, is it, honey? Yes, we sort of got into a fight after a while on where are we going to fucking sleep here. You were trying to stuff me into that sleaze bait motel and I'm driving around Burbank in circles and we were tired and I think that is an important fact. When it comes to a point of being tired, don't talk to your spouse and your partner because... (laughs) patience level is gone yeah i stopped the car i walked to the hotel we finally decided to go to the (laughs) local holiday in there they only had suites left because the place was booked up it was either rip your ears off your head or paid for a suite with a comfortable bed and get some sleep and start the next day happy yep that was a little bit painful in the pocket but it It was was worth worth it. it 
And then in the morning, the missus brought me breakfast in bed. And how was that? Tasty. You'd rather have a blowjob. I didn't know I had a choice. Oh. Oh. So once we rolled out of there, we headed up to... Beverly Hills. Miss Serene. Yep. And chatted a long time there. Once you get started there. She is such a lovely person. That was one of the first times I've ever had someone meet us and greet us with formal tea. She is also doing her own online university. Goddess University. Yes. Details of that will be in the show notes. Serene hand makes gloves called Love Bites Gloves. It's a soft pleasurable glove that's washable, but it has studs. She herself assembles them and those studs give a little bit of a pin prick and they are awesome toys to add to your arsenal, to your toy box. We've had a lot of people asking for the gloves and ordering them through our website. And if you want to hear more about Miss Serene, then you can go back to the DomCon episode where Mistress Cindy does a full interview with her. So where'd we go after Serene's? We went and paid a visit to just Dave and Donna. You girls did girly stuff. Manny petties. You gotta have girl time with your girlfriends. Absolutely. So she is Donna's designs. She makes exquisite corsets, custom fit to the ladies. We interview Donna and we talk about her various designs and costumes because she is very well known in the LA area. So after we did our Manny petty and we left you boys to do boy thing. And uh, talking, uh, we got ready, got dressed up because Saturday night we were celebrating Mr. Bill's birthday uh, with a dinner party and then heading over to Dragon's Gate for their monthly get together. It was sort of funny to see in that poor old Mexican restaurant how they stuck us in the back of the bus. Did you notice they stuck us in the part of the room where all the screaming kids are? Yeah, I don't know what that said about us. Well, there's 16. There's, you know, I counted and I, I lost count at 16. That table kept growing and growing and growing. Mr. Bill has quite a few friends that admire him and love him. Yeah. And we had, uh, we added a couple of new members to the family. We had Techno Geisha and her husband. Uh, and we all sang happy birthday for Mr. Bill. <laughs> Even though he tried to stop it various times. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Bill. <laughs> Happy birthday. And uh, after dinner, we zipped over to Dragon's Gate. Hey, what was your first impression? My first impression was that it was fucking heavy of getting the case out of the car. Oh, you mean your toy box? Yes. Well, it's got wheels. Don't yes, mind. But you to get it out of the car first. My first impression, which I did not realize... They don't advertise. Dragon's Gate is word of mouth. It was truly an awesome, awesome experience because, you know, we've been hanging out with Dragon's Gate family, and I'll call them family because uh, they do, they are a very close niche group. But the folks that run Dragon's Gate, the volunteers and the owners, I did not realize that they've built that whole establishment on word of mouth only. Yep, it's pretty amazing. You can find Dragon's Gate Studio website, but they don't have their calendar of events. They actually do a lot of screening to make sure they don't get any freaky deekies in there. But you go there and they're very acceptable of You who mean you more are. freaky deeky than Yeah, you know, they don't let any <laughs> They let does. us in. <laughs> yeah. 
No casual clothing. Oh, wait a minute. They do. They're, the birthday boy was in casual clothing. Mr. Bill was on a date. He was impressing his date. Oh, so cute. It was very cute. So that was my first impression is that it's word of mouth only. And it was in a well-lit industrial park. And it was quiet. And I really liked it. So you wouldn't have known what it was. It was industrial park. Those neighbors have no idea what's going on next door. <laughs> so when we walked in, the beautiful Jordan. Yep, Mr. Jordan, which was also interviewed in the Domcon episode. Yeah, yeah. She was there greeting everyone. Uh, and then behind the door, the locked door, into the dragon's gate we go. Yep, and there were a couple of the... Known suspect of the Mr. Masters and Mistresses that we talked about before. Actually, sidebar, um, it was pretty funny seeing some of our quote-unquote fans and groupies at the restaurant. And also, one mistress told us a story that she already had several people from our podcast, contact her and book sessions. Yeah, that was Mistress Terry. She she was contacted by quite a few of the listeners and have already booked sessions. People that were visiting LA, they gave her a call and scheduled it. And that is a great testament. Yay, we're doing something Yay, right here. We're bringing people together. We're bringing bliss. <laughs> to get their asses spanked. But whatever, right? <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah, there was quite a few of our uh, longtime friends and lots of new people uh, that we've never met before, but they've been going to Dragon's Gate for quite Ever. a long time. I know. It was a very big location. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed. Yeah, they have various rooms. It was very well decorated. And they had snacks, very important, and drinks. Uh, that's typical for you, Reverend John. Food. Food, sex, food, sex. Well, they didn't have much sex going on. It was more BDSM-oriented there. Yeah. Well, uh, we did depends see our... on your definition of sex. Because Indeed. if I recall, Techno Geisha was having several moaning sessions with you. So we decided to do a collaborative effort with Techno Geisha from the Kinky Geeks and her husband. Mm-hmm. So sexy, sexy, sexy. So I took care of Miss Technogesha. Well, we started off together like yes. we normally do. And you so, just put the icing on the cake. Yes. You I, pulled out the magic wand, didn't you? Yep. You had to get the big guns out. Yes. <laughs> pulled out your ropes first. First, we had the chest harness. Then I tied her hands up. She said she liked to be restrained. So we took care of that. And then basically we tried out most of the toys on her. That was a lot of fun. I'm such a mothering type though, because I was worried because her arms were above her head, you know, tied to the, the restraining bar. We were taught in the beginning, you know, to make sure that you don't keep arms up or other ligaments tied for a certain period of time because it cuts off and restricts the blood flow. So, you know, 15, 20 minutes in and I'm whispering, oh, you should let her arms down. Oh, you know, you should move this or, oh, you need to loosen this up. I was being such a freaking mother. It was not cool. She was pulling into it just to make... I know. I know. Next time somebody needs to just smack me upside the head. Or in the butt. Or upside the ass. Yes. She was leaning up against me and my hand, I had a handful of hair and 
going back to the mothering part, I was like, oh, I don't want to pull because I know how much I hate my hair pulled. But she was leaning into it. So the more she leaned, the more I wanted to pull. And you were going at it. And oh my God, she is just, she's yummy. Yummy. She's very tasty. And we also have an interview with her upcoming. I don't know if it counts as a luscious lab, but it sure was fun. You started counting down. That was the first time I've ever seen you count backwards from 10. And I wasn't really quite sure where you're going with it. But I saw her response. You saw the results. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you count down for me too. You were having her hold off on coming until you gave yeah. her the green light uh, or one. Or even then you were teasing her. What were you doing? I was making her wait to have an orgasm. Why? Because it makes it way more intense. Isn't there a term for that? Orgasm denial, yes. <sighs> or orgasm control, depending on how you look at it. Well, she was getting into it. She oh, yeah, she was, was digging it. I, are you going to do that to me? Maybe. Oh, come on, please. Only if you beg for it. You know, if I get to have an experience like hers, I will beg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, please. Maybe. <laughs> so then you let her down, and then we decided to string up her adorable husband. You started working on, I guess we'll call him Mr. Techno Geisha. I don't know if that sounds well, but... Anyway. <laughs> He's adorable. For me to be able to dom a man that submits and gives up and releases control to me it's just a complete turn on man my kitty starts purring just thinking about it but he was delicious i was playing with mr techno for a very long time teasing him with all our arsenals pulling out all the various floggers and sticks and paddles i actually had a blindfold on him because i wanted to deprive him of his sight and turn up his hearing because over on the sofa, you and Techno Geisha were continuing your session. Yeah, it was part of the training. Yeah, well, so he you got to work up to to count till ten. Started <laughs> at three and then kind of trained up to ten. But that's another story. <laughs> I saw it and we heard it, and so did Mister Techno. Every single time I made him hear his wife moan, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a while, you got reinforcement. When I'm playing for long periods of time, my ADD could kick in unless I spice it up. And that's why I like using so many toys or so many friends. And so uh, Miss Sydney came to my rescue and we both decided to dom that luscious man that was tied up. And mm, he became our little chew toy. It was a lot of fun. Literally. Literally, you know, you put that great harness on him, you know, tying him up with the rope, but his nipples weren't showing until Sydney came up and adjusted the ropes and she loves to do nipple play. And I didn't realize that Mr. Techno has very sensitive nipples. And so the two of us used him as our little chew toys and did he squeak? <laughs> oh, he was moaning. So it was, a, it was a great session. You know, I was watching you. I was listening to her. I was playing with him. It was a fantastic evening. And there was so much going yeah, on. Yeah, we were watching you too. So. And what did you see? What did you like? We liked uh, both of you working on 
on him at the same time. That was pretty awesome. Did she like it? Yes, she liked it. <laughs> I think you could hear that she liked it. Oh, that whole evening was just electrifying. There was, it was like a, a, it was a tango dance. The four of us and then introducing other partners to be with us. It worked mm -hmm. out really well. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the bullwhip in the other room and I was thinking, ooh, I want to go. And I had to peek around the corner and there she was, Miss Violet with her magical bullwhips. Yeah, she's scary with that. She's tiny, but man, she's got strong hands and she has a powerful smack with that whip. But she's got perfect aim. I was watching and she, every time she was going right for that spot, I want to be her. When I grow up, I want to be just like Violet. Practice, practice, but wear goggles. Yeah, that's right. In the evening, we kissed goodbye, gave the uh, aftercare hugs, and it was 1230. So we stayed at Mr. Bill's and got a good night's sleep, got up in the morning, jumped in bed with them to say hello, and got the debrief from their night before. And Miss Alaska was twinkle-eyed. That was the first time she's had an experience like that. That's awesome. She does have a little bit of a poly relationship going mm -hmm. from the standpoint of her husband has been dating another woman, but she herself, this is the first time that she's ventured off outside of her marriage of 25 years. And she was like a little girl in a candy shop. Yep. Her husband is the one that's encouraging her. And in fact, we met the other, the secondary. Yep. The next morning we had breakfast. And we went for a walk with the two ladies and had a good conversation, as a matter of fact. Yep. One happy family. Yeah. You know, they're working through the communications. You know, they've had a little bit of bumps here and there, but it really comes down to communicating, communicating, communicating. It's an evolving poly V. After breakfast, we had that really interesting conversation as we're walking along the coastline, just getting the perspective of Miss Alaska you know, the jealousy. She and her husband are married for 25 years. He's dating Master Bill's friend, you know, and it sounds like they have been for about six months now. So Miss Alaska is learning new techniques and evolving. I'm so proud of her. Hopefully our encouraging words of she needs to talk, talk to other people like us who have gone through our evolution and we're still going through the evolution. So she herself doesn't feel like she's isolated. Indeed. And we gave her some pointers of books to read. Mm -hmm. Opening up with Tristan Termino. I think that's sort of the Bible for open people. It's all through education, whether it be talking to others yep. or reading or look on the YouTubes because there's actually some advice out there. But absolutely keep educating yourself and talking, talking, talking amongst each other. And getting the way of communicating, getting the vocabulary right. Jeez, I don't even get it right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's in the beginning and there's going to be lots of bumps. They've already had some bumps and mishaps. And I told her, don't let that stop you from opening up your relationship. Take that as a learning moment together. Redefine those rules. Last weekend's rules may not apply to this weekend. And it really yep. comes down to accepting and honoring each other's feelings and anxieties. I think they'll do fine. I'm excited. I want to follow them <laughs> just to see how they do. And that was about it, right? Yep. We had to get home and the final part was We had the this most... long <laughs> drive back. But I was 
overly stimulated from the night before and the discussions and silly me, I started reading a blog from Pale Goddess and she wrote this fantastic blog that got my loins burning. And we, here we are driving on Highway 5. I'm stimulated from the night before. I'm turned on because I wanted to fuck Technogation. I wanted to fuck her husband. And I'm trying <laughs> to hold back. And we're going down Highway 5. And I'm reading this juicy, delicious blog posting. So I pick up my skirt and I'm letting the air conditioning go between my thighs and slowly your hand started to creep over my thighs. He molested me. Yes, we fooled around for several miles. Oh, I don't recall. I just remember being in Orgasmicville because you were just teasing me and teasing my clit and oh my God, it was so awesome. Awesome. You know, and on Howie 5, there's these big old semi-trucks, and I didn't even give a shit if they saw anything. <laughs> we were doing 90. Oh, you were driving 90 miles an hour, one hand in between my legs, the other on the steering wheel, and you're just rubbing and teasing Miss Kitty. I'm telling you, that was just a fantastic orgasm, and I let it go. It was a much-needed screaming orgasm. Luckily, there aren't any cows or anything. <laughs> you would have scared them. After that, we did a little bit of sexting. You were giving me the words to sext. We won't send the details, but we can just say it apparently worked. Yes. So uh, we had a fantastic time coming home. And the whole weekend. Hello, hello. We are here at Dragon's Gate, and with me I have... Miko Technogeisha. Hi, Miko. Hi, John. Can you tell us a little bit about the experience you just had? Oh, well, I just had a great experience. I had a really wonderful rope dressing on my wrists up to a spreader bar and started out with some impact play, which was great. We had some floggers and a little slap. Some, a lot of hands, great spanking with the hands. Too. Thank you. Nice, that feeling, I love the soft touch and then you, moments of hesitation and then you get like the impact. Then I'm, the uh, electro stim was that it was the, um, the love bites along with the electricity. I, yes, so this was a, a violet wand mm -hmm. and we were using it together with the Love Bites gloves, yeah. which has little pins the in little them. Pins. Yeah, because I've experienced, I was shocked because I know what, a, what the literally. Love Bites is. <laughs> literally. Because I knew what the Love Bites were supposed to feel like, but when, I, and the same thing with the violet wand, but it was, it was unusual in between because it was all the pinpoints of electricity. And I was like, this, I don't know what this is, but it's great what the fuck and oh my god at the same time exactly and then you know i have a i have sens sensory deprivation going on at the same time so i can't see it um i don't know what it is but it feels really good and i'm trying not to let my brain think about it too much because uh -huh. i wanted to analyze it and try to but i was told that it what it was and everything but it, it was amazing because it was like a spray of electricity Yes. So it kind of spread it out instead of having those, you know, pinpoints. Even better than, you know, even like sometimes the neon one, you can get a little bit with the wider uh, yes. piece to it. But that was that was incredible. So you didn't know what that was? No, I didn't know what that was. Well, I show you later. It's this little mylar flogger. Mm -hmm. It looks like a very rinky dink flogger. It almost looks like a feather duster, ah. but it's made of mylar, which ah. conducts electricity. Ah. 
so that was what... So, so that ran all over your body? Mm -hmm. That felt really good. It really did. And it was, it was sort of like that, that interesting, you know, rather than pinpoints, the spray of it, and it just, it did, it kind of played all over the body. It was really nice. And you had some favorite spots, I noticed. <laughs> oh, really? There was, well, I, it was, there were a lot of spots that were more sensitive, and then I realized that what my nipples really responded to. There were moments where the electrostim up there, um, I felt close a couple of times to work at. I, I noticed at one point in time, just pinching your nipples almost got you there. Yeah. Did I read that right? <laughs> you, you did. You did. It definitely kind of took me to that edge, but I didn't want I'm, to I'm, I'm like, why did I old... Why did I bring all this gear? <laughs> just no, you need all the other gear because you have to work up to it. Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. with me with that, if you just went straight for it, you may not get that same reaction. Mm -hmm. But once we had everything else and it was nicely warmed up and built up. Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't have the nipple clamps handy, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I don't do those very often, so that would be very interesting. I haven't done those recently. There's a difference between having the nipples pinched or even pulled mm -hmm. than having the clamp on. Mm -hmm. The clamp is very intense. Yes, so, it is. But it's possible that, like I said, when I get really just warmed up and I'm into it and I'm in that subspace where the room went away, I'd probably respond to the nipple clamp at that point. Uh, noted. <laughs> noted. I look, it's like, okay, that's filed away for next time. But did the, that, that to select the, the violet wand and the mylar and everything, I... But then you attacked with the wand... And that, I really did not, I, I wanted to wait. That was, I took a lot of like breath and control, but I liked that because mm -hmm. it made me wait and work for it. Yeah, I mean, you were on there a long time, so I was like worried about circulation. And I'm like, okay, we got to close this soon, so let's bring out a big gun. <laughs> there you go. We're going to close big. That's right, because I do love that feeling of pull on my wrists. Mm -hmm. So I know everyone was a little concerned because I didn't hold on a whole lot to the bar. Mm -hmm. I let, But that adds to it. That mm -hmm. is so hot for me, and I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. That the pull of the, the rope on my wrists and having that tension in my body and the pull, mm -hmm. I just love it. I really do. Yep. I held off as much as I can until I had to ask permission. And you were nice to me, apparently, because you only gave me a three count. Yes. You later told me. You well, the missus was way too nice. She would have let you come and She did. And that was. That I'm was, like, no, no, no. This ain't happening too soon. And that put me in a tough. Because as, as a sub, I want to ask permission. Mm -hmm. Good, good she, sub. She gave me an immediate go. And then after that immediate go, when I was ready to let go, I heard, wait. And the countdown to three. And I was like, I cannot. I, I, that. But that's great. That. That moment of, I can't, yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, oh but, and, and it was, it was like, I'm not going to disappoint. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold off. When I heard that three, the whole room, I think, heard the reaction. No. <laughs> no. Only a couple hundred people. <laughs> Only, I'm, I'm a little vocal when oh. that happens, but that means I'm really enjoying it. So what was your favorite? Definitely the love bites with the electricity in the violet wand on the nipples and around the breast. Like I said, the, the nipple stimulation really, really worked. Um, and I liked, again, the combination of intensity and then bringing it down and then making me wait. And Did you like the multiple people on you? Yeah. And what was interesting about that, because I had the blindfold on, I didn't know who was who. 
And actually, even at the very last minute, when I asked, I didn't know who was in front of me or who was behind me until you spoke. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of, I actually thought you were reversed oh, until okay. you spoke. Because it was, t- I mean, I, again, I was so at that point concentrating on trying to hold back the orgasm. I wasn't as aware of what was going on around me. I was really in that, in that space. Do you like your rope harness? Yes, very much. And it's great when you, get, when you grab in the back. Mm-hmm. And Paul and you love and being manhandled. Don't I, you? I do. I really okay. do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being positioned, having my legs forced apart, being oh, what was great was the hands in the back of my neck and pushing my head forward. I love that. I love fingers in my hair and controlling my head, and just you can grab onto that as hard as you want to. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about what's going on with your hubby? I am loving this because I, as hard as I've tried, I'm not a very good switch. I'm terrible as a top. Sometimes I've topped from the bottom with another top telling me what to do. But we never really got that going with him. And he does, he's a switch. Mm -hmm. So I'm really loving that he's getting a chance to just let go and have a remarkable hand work on it. And I'm sure he's enjoying every minute of it. He's got the rope harness and everything, and she's, she's working his ass. <laughs> Indeed she is. So I think this is a great first collaboration between the Blissbringers and the Kinky Geeks. What, yeah. do you, what do you say? I think this was pretty successful. We used a lot of kink, and I love the whole thing with the violet wand and the mylar. That's, that's geeky right there. There you go. Because I'm, like, I'm all into finding out how that works, because I loved that. <laughs> It's all for science, folks. <laughs> exactly, all for science. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Mistress Cindy, and I am here with giggling, redhead, feisty Donna with Donna Designs. Hi. Hello. How are you, gorgeous? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Good. So uh, I have been admiring your work for many years. I see a lot of our our friends and acquaintances in the various types of groups and communities that we run with. Uh, I've seen them wearing a lot of your outfits, and I wanted to get to know a little bit about it because I've had my eye on several of your custom corsets. Ah, thanks. Yeah, recent pictures. What was the event that you just recently went to? Uh, that was Labyrinth of Jareth, uh, held in downtown L.A. once a year. It's a huge excuse to have a masquerade ball. Inspiration is from the movie Labyrinth with uh, David Bowie. And uh, so, yeah, it's it really is. It's just a an entire weekend devoted to creative expressionism. And it's beautiful. It, the costumes, the, the face masks that I saw in the pictures, they mm. were outstanding. Oh, yeah. I went for the first time last year. And, and my only way to explain it was it is such an eyegasm. Okay, that's what I was experiencing. Eyegasm. <laughs> that's a good term. So I wanted to get a little bit of your background. So where did you get your experience? Actually in theater. I started uh, doing theater when I was uh, young, 13, but I had been sewing for a number of years before that. Besides performing on stage, I was also in in the uh, costume shop learning how to create patterns, you know, Mm -hmm. how to work on the fly, how to make up things and figure out, is this going to work? How am I going to engineer that to work on stage? And it's all about flash on Mm -hmm. stage. We like flash. Yeah. Bling. But then my mother, she was a very old school 
seamstress, follows everything to a T. She can make a tailored suit that could fit anyone. I mean, she's wonderful, but it's very, very controlled. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of a a good mix of both between the theater and the uh, very controlled seamstress. And how old were you the first time you made a complete outfit on your own? Well, it depends. I was hand sewing doll outfits when I was like eight. Were they elaborate costumes and you were the cool kid with the uh, the dolly clothes? Everyone goes, oh, I want that. Well, I played by myself with my little dolls and I'd make a little house and I'd like put wire <laughs> in the cardboard and, and then I'd make curtains that would go on the wire and then I'd make all these little... So it was, I was wow. very crafty as a kid. You were born with this in your blood. Yeah. But although I did make my first, um, my first bustier when I was in high school. Wow. I and, didn't even know what a bustier was in high school. Yeah, a bustier is those cheap ones with the plastic inserts. Yeah. They don't really hold you up. But, you know, when you're that young, you don't need to be held up. Those with boobs need a corset. Those without can have a bustier. Do you have a favorite design or style? Yes. Heavily influenced by Victorian fashions. From as long or as early as I can remember, Victorian fashions were like <gasps> the be all and end all of everything. I love corset design. Love, love, love. And I do too. I love telling people how to wear a corset and, you know, what the what the draw is. Like I had one friend and she's like, I don't get it. I don't get the corset. So she came over one afternoon and I put her in one of my corsets and I cinched her up. She looked in the mirror and she went, I get it. <laughs> she's yeah. like, her boobs were up. Her posture was wonderful. She Very shapely. Yeah, very shapely. And then she had this like elegant air about her. And so it was fun. I loved it. The first time I had one and they cinched me up, it gave me confidence. It made me straighten my back. And in fact, talking about backs, oh my gosh, it helped my back. Right. It really did. I, yeah. I didn't have the lower back aches. It really gave me a lot of reinforcement that obviously I don't have naturally, but uh, <laughs> it was, it's perfect. You can take that and you can just run with it. But most everything has the Victorian feel. When you look at steampunk, that is Victorian, but you know, with the gears and cogs flare, you know, it's <laughs> awesome. And then goth fashion is heavily Victorian influenced. Do you have a unique style that's your, basically your signature? Not really. And that's because I do mostly custom work for mm-hmm. people. So it's what they ask me to do as far as what is my style in what they're wearing is my attention to detail and the strength of which each piece is done. Like it will withstand a lot of abuse. Us girls, we do appreciate that. So if you could imagine all the various types of costumes and corsets, do you have a masterpiece? Do you have one that sticks in your mind that you go, I am so proud of that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's my uh, Victorian slash steampunk striped modified Victorian corset. Mm. It's gorgeous. It's this beautiful rust gold red and green striped, and then it has this black. Lovely. It is. It's just lovely. And then the hip gussets, it is a corset. It's just a corset. It fits like a glove, and it's just... Any headpiece? Um, there's a hat. There's also a, a feather headpiece that I can interchange with. What makes your costume and your corsets different? Well, when you look at, at the corsets that I make as compared to some that you can find on the websites, um, one of the biggest differences is the quality of construction and where it's made. A lot of the mass market corsets are made in Asia, and it's the actual manufacturing. And when you look at the seams, after you do a seam, I sew in the ditch, which means you turn it over and you reinforce the sewing, which makes it hold up, hold up a lot better. Um, another thing, too, is 
the type of reinforcements I do inside the corset compared to mass marketing corsets. Mine are four layers. It's an outer fabric, which is your fashion fabric. And then Mm -hmm. there's two inner layers of cotille, which is a very, very tight weave fabric made for strength in a corset. And then you have your inner lining type of fabric, which lays against the skin. It doesn't matter. You know, no one really sees it, but it's there. So you have those four layers, you know, you're sewing in the ditch, you're adding steel, which is U.S. made steel. I bought all my steel oh. in the U.S. I made a point to do that. Good girl. I know. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to wait. It took forever to get it. But I, and I kept saying, you know what? It's going to be worth it. That's what I try and do. I try and get everything local. Um, although once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll buy fabric direct from India, like this gorgeous silk that I picked up. But anyway, <laughs> but then also it's the finishing details on the corset. On the grommets, I'm also putting a leather strip underneath all the grommets so they're set in there. So it's extra strength when you're tightening the laces. So it's not going to pull the th- through the fabric. And then like finishing the inside seam, like that blue on the corset behind me. You see yeah. the blue. Yeah, I've been looking tape. at it. It's yeah, beautiful. I, I love the print. It's like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> but, but that blue bias tape that lines it yeah. on the ones that I do for other people, you know, when you, when you flip it over and you're looking at the finishing, I hand finish the bias tape Ugh. so you can't see the s- stitch. So if you wanted to, you could wear the piece inside up. That's a great, great idea. That's sort of a Donna Design signature. Kind I've of, never yeah. seen this before. Mm-hmm. So when you wear your favorite pieces, how does it make you feel? I can't explain it. Sometimes it's just the confidence level from wearing the corset and just feeling like you're put together. Just the way it holds you in, the way it kind of shapes your body a little bit yeah. or a lot. Yeah. Um, do you create designs just for ladies or? No, I, I do for men too. So men wear corsets. Some men wear corsets, yes. They look great in them. They look wonderful. I think the guys wearing vests look beautiful. So I can only imagine what they look like with the corsets. Yeah, you add a little bit of structure in there and they kind of stand a little bit taller and a little bit more confident. And that's so attractive. You've got a lot of repeat business. Describe your client. My clients have been a little bit varied. Like I have one client who I did one corset for, and then I did a, a small little off project, and then I did a fitting yeah. or something else, and then I did her Halloween costume, which incorporated another corset. She, you know, she grabbed me the other night and she's like, "You better be making my Halloween costume." <laughs> she's like, "You turn everybody else away," and <laughs> like, "You're doing mine." So like, I claim you. She's one of my repeat customers. But as far as what their interests are, they're so varied. I mean, there are people who, one of them is a ballroom dancer. Mm. Um, One of them is um, into BDSM, and so she performs in her corsets. One of them is just a corset aficionado. She just loves corsets. Some of us have shoes, others have corsets. Exactly, yep. But you don't do just corsets because the one that's behind you has a beautiful skirt to it. You do the full outfit. Yes, yes, I can do the full outfit. My love is the corset just because they're tough and to engineer it that's the fun part because sometimes you know after I've met with a client and we talk about design then I have to sit back and go okay how am I going to engineer this and it'll kind of tinker around in my head for a couple days and then I'll be able to like sketch it out and and I know how I'm going to put put it together that's good to know how do you balance work and your home life with customer demands I have had somebody come to me two weeks before an event and say, can you make this outfit? And I immediately said, I'm sorry, I, this is, I wouldn't have enough time to do your outfit. You'd have to find someone else. And that's just because 
you know, it takes so much time to do an outfit. It's uh, not only talking with them about what they want, their design, but it's, you know, if even if they have a pattern, they say, oh, I want you to do this. You have to fit the pattern. Mm-hmm. Do the shopping for the fabrics and the supplies and everything and sourcing. And, and then it's putting it together. So And you put a lot of love and attention to your right, work. Right, right. And so I just, you know, I, I said, thank you so much. I love that you wanted me to do this, but I don't have enough time. So I'm just frank. I think it's better to go with the value and the quality of your work. Right. And not devaluing your brand name because you do beautiful work. Besides corsets, what other costumes do you create? Um, well, they range. They range from, you know, like the Labyrinth of Jareth, I was mm-hmm. telling you, that masquerade ball, or maybe um, Gothic-inspired outfits or Renaissance Fair-inspired outfits. Oh, that's a fun event. Yes, beautiful stuff. I mean, because you can go from the the royalty yeah. right down to the peasants. Yeah. So there's so many variations in between. I always wanted to be a bar wench. Can you make me a costume? Yeah, talk to me later. Um, pirate fairs or Dickens fairs, <gasps> Edwardian type balls, uh, Victorian cosplay. Matter of fact, Comic Con's happening right now. Got a couple of friends that are out there. Yep. Somebody asked me about making a Dalek outfit, a dress. And I was like, oh, that'd be so much that'd fun. That'd be fun. Anyway. Thumbs up. But yeah, like if you can dream it, we can make it. I That's like basically that. how, I li- how I think about it. I like that tag. Mm-hmm. You know, our signature question is, what's your pleasure? So do you have any guilty, blissful pleasures? Corsets. (laughs) Of course. No, I'm serious. I'm looking at her closet, folks. Yes, she has beautiful designs and corsets. But you haven't seen my box. That box over there is full of corsets. (laughs) Okay, corsets it is. (laughs) Okay, besides the corset, fabric. Gorgeous fabric by the yards. That's my other passion. Always have been since I was, you know, learned how to sew. It's That's like, oh. good. That's good to know. Uh, so if I'm interested and our listeners need to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, well, the best way is on Facebook. And I do have a business page there. It's Donna Designs. So facebook.com forward slash Donna, which is D-A-H-N-A. That's right. You're unique. I am unique. And then Designs, D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Or reference the Bliss Bringers show notes. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really appreciate the time. Thank you. So that was that fun adventure. Until next time. What's your your pleasure? All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. Boobies, 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 boobies. What? Boobies. <laughs> Squirrel. Boobies. Squirrel. <laughs> you have nice boobies. Thank you. <laughs>